Collective. Soul City Entertainment. Yo, 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 what is going on, y'all? We are back up in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. This is episode 29. God dang. Yeah, we, we are working, y'all. We are working. So I am your boy, Dante Credo, here with my brothers from another. Craig Mack is in the building. How you doing, sir? Salute. Oh, good. And then the man himself, Minister P. Shaw, up in this thing. How you doing, bro? What it is, what it is. Man, so um, we kind of just been talking and chilling for a good 20 minutes before we was even decided to hit this record <laughs> button. But that's just that's just what we do. We we just chill, you know, chill around and we just kick it. And then we're like, oh yeah, might as well put this in front of a microphone or a camera. Cause uh we're better than most of y'all favorite podcasts anyway. I'm just gonna throw Ooh. that out there. You know, but you know, just Thanking y'all once again for tuning in. Uh, it's been a very eventful weekend for me. Uh, finished uh, finished a rap battle that I was in this past weekend where uh dropped 30 on dude. He didn't win around. He didn't win around at all. And it was kind of bad. It was kind of bad because I like the dude. I'm a fan. Uh, he got a lot of potential, but you, know, you just can't rap better than me. But that's another time. You know, it it's just it just is what it is. Um yeah, I'm here. But it, it was it was kind of special for me. So I can tell that I was more focused on making a statement because you know, I've been battling all over this country and I've never battled in North Carolina. So this was my first battle in North Carolina. So it was like, oh, I literally can drive an hour up the road and then I'm at the event. Normally I'm hopping on planes and you know booking hotels and and renting rental cars and i'm doing all this stuff to get to a battle but like oh just gas up the whip and drive an hour up the road and i'm there like yeah i'm about to act a fool yeah and i and i did but speaking of which you know i had to fight go to like 15 gas stations just to find some gas so that's crazy in of itself like how was y'all weekend, y'all? Did, did y'all come into any, like, gas issues and stuff? Like, what was going on? Well, as far as I go, um, I know Craig. Well, yeah, Craig over there, he ain't, he ain't happy with no gas issues. But over here on the East Coast, um, <laughs> I had heard about it. I seen it on somebody's, I think I seen it on somebody's news feed. I was like, man, that ain't real. Whatever. I ain't worried about it. But I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, oh, it must be serious. It's on the news. And like I said, I only get the news about five, ten minutes of my time. But as soon as I said click, they said, hey, y'all better go get gas. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to work, man. I ain't worried about that. So the next day, mama said, have you got gas yet? I said, I'm going to eat now. I said, um, <laughs> but if if I ain't got no gas, I ain't going to work. So one of, uh-huh. one of my little brothers, they was like, hey, can you come pick me up? I'll give you some gas money. I'm like, all right. Hey, you know, in my head, I was thinking, all right, well, you know, I don't, I ain't really pressed for the gas. I ain't worried about it because I hope I run out. Then I can just stay at the house. But you know, I picked I picked him up. I picked him up. He offered gas money. I said, Nah, I ain't worried about it. Nah, you good? He said, like, Nah, you gotta take it. I like what bummer. You know, he got a gas station right here. Yep. No gas. 
I was like, nope. you know what? I ain't even worry about it. So I, so I proceed to take him home, and, and we talked for about a good two hours. You know, we were um, having our own little Bible study, and uh, he pretty much forced me to take the money. So I drove all the way home. I don't eat with the gas light on. The very next morning, I said, you know what? I ain't going to work. Mama had to, I think, um, moms that said, I, I'm on my way to the house. I'm going to go check to see if there's gas at this store. So she went to two mm -hmm. or three gas stations before I did. I'm like, it serves you no purpose to go look for gas on E and run out on the side of the road trying to find some gas. But mess around, I went to Spinks, shot the Spinks, went to Spinks. Spinks had gas for days. They didn't run out. Well, the Spinks I went to didn't run out. And it was only two minutes down the street. So I didn't smell gas fumes or nothing like that. I think um, all cars got like what, like the emergency tank at the bottom once your thing hit on E. So, you know, I thank God that I've rolled with the light on plenty of times before in my life. I prepared for this. No, no. Five, I've no, been no. putting $5 in the gas tank and make it do what it do. And no. it wasn't going to hurt me none to do it again. Don't be sitting there trying to thank God because you, you, you being all reckless and not getting gas riding on these. Hey, hey <laughs> I ride it until it say it's time to put more in it. I fill it up and then I don't put no more in it until it's time. That's wasting gas money. Nah, what you know about it? Nah, Craig, you know about that. Remember them days, Craig? <laughs> Hey, put $3 on pump four. $3. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was last Tuesday. I still put $3 in a gas tank. What you talking about? Not that I yeah. can't put more. This it's, is, just, yeah. it's just in me. You know, I go to the store. I'd be like, let me get $3 on pump number four. Yeah. <laughs> you probably get the gallon these days, but hey, you know, this gallon's going to be two But That's what I'm saying. All I needed for the next few days. Next few days. That's it. You overachiever, pup. Hey, hey, he overachiever, Craig. I know. Who, no, I who fills up the gas tank when it's at a half a tank? Oh, you bougie. You bougie. Nah. Nah, don't, don't, don't put me on blast. Don't put my business in the street like that. See, I... <laughs> <laughs> the problem is... The problem is... is and she's not here to defend herself. So I'm going to blame my wife for this. It's her fault. So, you know... I'll be chilling. Gas tank be well, you know, the, the light to be on. I know how much gas I got. When that light go, when that light comes on, I know how much longer I can go. So I'ma go. I'm chilling. But the whole time, you know, she like, yo, the light's on. It's been on for 10 minutes. We've been driving for X amount of time. And we, we we need to get some. You need to get the we need to, you know, them hands. You mm, need hands. Hands. <laughs> you need to. Hi, yeah. You know, it gets to a quarter tank or something. Like, babe, we need to get something. Look, I got a whole week right here. This is at least a, a whole week. week. So a whole week. I know what I got. Babe, we need to. Hi. So, you know, I've been conditioned. So I've been broken. So, you know, <laughs> it gets to half a tank. I'm like, all right, let me just. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, I, I know, man. Nah, was, nah, I'm blaming y'all for that too, cause cause y'all played that song at the wedding. I still remember that. <laughs> I give y'all for, for, for playing that song. Another one bites the dust at my reception. All right, now this is how you know when you've really been broken. What's that? When your wife have a car, and you got a car, but when her gas tank is on E, and all she of a sudden y'all gotta drive different cars, that's when you're broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they switch on you, hey, I need to drive your car today. What I need to. <laughs> no other explanation yeah. whatsoever. Just I'm taking your car. Your car. Yeah. 
That's it. And you and you don't even complain about it. You just put gas in it. You're broken. You, they broke you down. Like it's a wrap. Complain. It's a wrap. You've been castrated. When I was a young man, I would ask. I say, "Yo, why ain't you got the gas in the car?" Now I'm a old man. You want me to put twenty or ten? How much you want? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it is, man. That's how it is. So we gonna play a little quick clip as far as to see, so we can see what happened to the gas and why on the East Coast, why we was having such a a crazy experience this weekend. Check this out. Oh my God, it was it was crazy. On Monday, the FBI reported a criminal group based in Russia called Darkside was responsible for the cyber attack that led to the shutdown of America's largest fuel pipeline, which stretches over 5,500 miles from Texas to New Jersey. The interruption led to panic buying and empty pumps before the Colonial Network came back online after the company paid a ransom of nearly $5 million. The attack raised new questions about the urgency of cybersecurity as bad actors target American business and infrastructure. Gas prices soared above $3 per gallon, the highest level since October 2014. The attack by Russian hacker group DarkSide shutting down the nation's largest gas pipeline. The latest example of just how vulnerable these targets are. Hospitals, small city governments, even major manufacturers across the country have been crippled by these kinds of attacks. The January SolarWinds hack of roughly 100 companies and a dozen government agencies did widespread damage. A ransomware attack typically involves fooling employees into downloading what looks like a software update or an email attachment, and that then takes control of a system. The software is complex, but the strategy is simple. Scramble data on the company's servers and offer to unscramble it again in exchange for money. Ransomware is probably the leading cyber attack at the moment. It is one that's highly profitable uh, for the attacker and very easy to do. As of Thursday, Colonial Pipeline said it was fully up and running again after the company paid nearly $5 million in ransom, a U.S. official told NBC News. President Biden spoke about the pipeline attack just hours after signing an executive order to strengthen American cybersecurity defenses. Do not get more gas than you need in the next few days. Panic buying will only slow the process. But it was too late. Pumps ran dry across the southeast and even beyond, not because of the shutdown, but because panic had people hoarding gas. <laughs> so that, that's basically what has happened. And so now if y'all watching, y'all seeing, you know, some of the fights that has gone down at these gas stations. Now, this was in North Carolina. This happened <sighs> in my area right here. So <laughs> the, the context is, you know, this this woman in this white Honda tried to cut in front of someone that was already in line. Uh, the dude didn't let her get in front of him. She got out and spit on him in, through the car. He gets out and they fighting. Uh, and so, <laughs> wow. so it's just and that's just what's been going on, man. Like, but the story of what happened is a Russian hacker group called Dark Side. Like for dark side, like they they hacked to one of the main colonial pipelines that runs from Texas all the way up to New Jersey, and ransomed them. Hey, we we, we fucked this up for you. If you want us to fix it, pay us five million dollars. And guess what? Colonial Pipeline did. They paid that Russian hacker group five million dollars, and then they yeah. fixed it again, and they sent it back. Like it, it that's 
crazy. Like th- that's the part where that I like. No one's really focusing on this part. Y'all just worrying about all the the effects of what happened with no gas. But I'm focused yeah. on. I'm having to drive through four, five, six different uh, gas stations trying to find gas because this this hacker group hacked into the pipeline and got five million dollars out of this company. Be like, and oh, they, they, they can do it again. Yeah, they can do like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like okay, thanks. We will we can take this money, and then you you know how when you get scam calls on your phone. And you feel like if you give them any type of play, then all of a sudden you start getting all these different type of scam calls, basically trying to do the same thing to you. Like, that's what's going to happen on a much larger scale, in my opinion. It's like, because basically like, okay, we got this to work for us. Here's the information on how we do it. It's going to go around to other hacker and scammer groups. They're going to try the same thing. So what do you guys think of this? The fact that the reason that we had this type of issue on the um, you know, the, the Midwest and the East Coast due to a Russian hacker group. Now they're saying that you know it, it's is it, they weren't sent by Russia. They was just a hacker group in Russia. But what do y'all think of that? That they got five million dollars out of this out of Colonial Pipeline and basically fucked up the whole East Coast with gas. I mean- <laughs> I think it was diabolical, but it was smart. I mean, this is the reason why you don't take human hostages, right? Because now you have to you have to negotiate with the government. The government doesn't negotiate. Right. With these businesses, you're talking about losing money. Mm-hmm. So clearly, when their money is in jeopardy, they're willing to negotiate. Uh, right. So, and Colonial Pipeline, to me, you set a really bad precedent. Like I understand, you don't want to lose this money and these contracts and these deals, but you just showed the world, or I guess the the criminal world, like this is this is a profitable enterprise because there's no physical victim, there's no person whose life is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you, you go after somebody's livelihood, yeah, they're gonna come off that bread. Yeah, that it. it just to see how it crippled, like almost just crippled the way of life you know, to the point where people are doing absolutely ridiculous stuff, panic like the panic buying. I wish I could put like more of the videos than what I was seeing on social media. Like people was doing the most ridiculous thing, both putting gas in paper bags, double, triple bagging, yeah. paper bags full of gas, and just doing all these crazy things because you know they just knew. You know, just, just panic buy. They just felt like the world was coming to an end. But it's like, what are you going to do? Like, what, what exactly are you going to do with all this extra gas that you filling up tubs and canisters and all these other things? For what? Because if the shit really hits the fan, people coming for you. Like, yeah, yeah. You, they're coming for you to take what you've been hoarding yourself. So it, it, it opened my eyes a bit to like, you know, understand just how powerless we really are. Yeah, and selfish and greedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if they say we got an air shortage, people gonna be outside trying to catch air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta save this up. Put it in the cup. Put a lid over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but have y'all ever got kerosene or gas on your shoe or something like that? How uh-huh. bad the smell was when it's in your car. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because like I literally saw it with my own eyes, you know, people putting it in bags and stuff and throwing it in the car, but it had holes in it. Yeah. So they double bag and put stuff in. Hole. I'm like, yo, like, like people literally putting like barrels of stuff in, in, in that car. But I'm like, when you drive it and that spills in your car, what you going to do, sell your car? Right. I mean, because I even heard word that some people cars caught on fire from having gas inside their car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that too. Yep. So it, it's that was just such a crazy thing for me, like just watching it and then experiencing it, you know. Because like like I said, I had twice I had to get into that frenzy of just like I, I gotta, you know, I I gotta you know go through four, five, six gas stations just to find some gas, and then you know just wait in line, wait 20, 30, 40 minutes. To get some gas and then hope that there's enough gas, you know, when I get up there and then trying to fight people off is trying to cut in line and do all these other things. So like it, it was it was crazy, a crazy couple of days. And then it's like, just imagine if like something on a grander, much more malicious scale happens, because then it's like, you know, when it comes to the aspect of war, like there's just no telling what people will do. As far as what type of attack will come, yeah, they hack into your power, take the power. You got no more power. What can you do? Uh, you know, they hack into the the pipeline. No more gas. They they hack into they like just like j- just the effect that it had. H- how do you expect? You know, just how do you expect people to go on and and with the level of panic and stuff people are having? I I would think because it definitely got me thinking more into you know, be prepared for these type of moments. Um, how would I, if shit really hits the fan, how will I protect my family? What, what, what can I do? What measures do I have? And, you know, I know as most, as most people think, yeah, you, you talk about a doomsday scenario. Uh, well, yeah, kind of, kind of, you know, Well, you bring up, you bring up a very interesting point because we have been conditioned as a society to rely on everybody else. Now, what right. do I mean by that? The way our economy is set up, you pay for electrical, right? Because you don't make your own power, you pay for it. All right, mm-hmm. well, that generates economy and commerce, capital for the power company. You pay for someone to live. That either generates money for your landlord or your bank that you have your mortgage, right? Well, you have to have a car to get to wherever you're going. So you got to buy the car, right? And then you have to go to work and make somebody else money so you can pay for all these amenities. And then as soon as something gets out of pocket, i.e. gas, it affects your whole entire livelihood. Mm -hmm. Because we are so dependent economically on everything working together that we are not independent. We are dependent. You have Mm -hmm. to have a job. You had to have a car to get to the job. Well, you got to have somewhere to stay. So you got to have a job to pay for somewhere to stay and a car to get to the job. And then you got to pay for it. Right. So I mean, just imagine now, like just, just imagine a, a hacker group, you know, this one's dark side. Imagine if the the flash <laughs> hacker group, <laughs> they named us after, after comic characters, but okay. This hacker group, the flash, and then all of a sudden they hacked into it. Boop. No more Wi-Fi. What you gonna do? We're fucked. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. These are these are what they call soft targets. You know what I'm saying? You go after mm-hmm. like a a school's grading system, so everybody in 12th grade they don't have no GPA. You know, because yeah. how many parents are going to pay for their children to have a GPA? I know that sounds silly, but think about but, the effect. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. because things like transportation, uh, you know, that's government controlled government things like that, but independent stuff like that, right. like you said, Wi-Fi, most internet companies are what? Regional, right? You ain't got to tech the, the, attack the whole entire internet. You just attack one region at a time. And it will yep. be st- devastating. How many people are working from home and you have to have Wi-Fi? Right. Internet. Imagine if during this whole pandemic, like, like during this whole pandemic thing, a, 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 a Wi-Fi attack happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it to you talk about a country brought to its knees. Yeah. What, what can yeah. you do? Like, or, what can, I mean, or even I mean, softest I mean, targets. Mm-hmm. Like, take take Amazon for this, our example, right? Let's say you had their processing system where they send stuff, and everything gets sent to the White House, or you know, mm-hmm. somewhere stupid like that. Thousands, millions of packages. Route it to one place. Just think about the <laughs> chaos it would cause. Right. And I and I hope I ain't giving the terrorists <laughs> ideas that they <laughs> thought of. But that's what I was about to speak on because um Dante said something earlier. He said, um, you know, we was all focusing on the gas and you missed the fact that y'all paid the ransom. Yeah. We got we got this gas on hostage and y'all paid the ransom. Like Y'all not trying to figure out how they did it. Y'all head back. Y'all down, not man. trying to figure out why they did it. And just five million dollars. That's it. Because that was manageable. Because here's here's the the, the rule. That was a is, test, right? Uh-huh. The rule, the rule yeah. is you don't negotiate with terrorists because once you do it, it opens Pandora's box. If you think right. dark side is done, you're mistaken. This was the this was the warm up test, right? Yeah. And you want to give them a number that they are willing to pay quickly. Because if you would have said five million, that's like fifty percent or more of their assets. They can't get five hundred million dollars together that quick. But five million to avert this crisis and to get back on track, obviously they're willing to pay. You know. Yeah. So it's it's smart. You know, you hit a number. That they gonna hit for okay. Let's say you kidnap somebody, right? You kidnap Joe Blow. Well, Joe Blow makes thirty two thousand dollars a year. The government ain't paying for Joe Blow. Yeah. And the only way no. somebody and they're not gonna let your family pay him either, right? Craig, know too much right. about this kidnapping stuff. I don't. I don't. I, all I know is I watch a lot of CSI. You know what I'm saying? But no. But the principle. That's true though. The principle yeah. still holds true. The the crime is really not the ransom. The crime is the ability to control someone's business. Yeah, that's right. that's the real crime because they didn't have to give a ransom. They could have just destroyed it and made everybody suffer. Yeah, but yep. they didn't. They didn't do that. So that that's kind of like where I'm like, like they're showing you, yes, we are diabolical, but we will give you the opportunity to fix it. Like, think about that process. Like, they probably worked on this for months or weeks or whatever, but the moment they put it into effect, it was like, yo, what you gonna do? 
this this is worse than yeah. getting robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. Cause you know, when you get yeah. robbed at gunpoint, what they say, give it up. You ain't got to hold on, just give it up. Yeah, get 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 down or lay down. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, we're gonna pay this bread. Like it yeah. didn't happen. It this was in a few days, right? Yeah. yeah. So it ain't mm -hmm. like it was like they were in their war room talking about, nah, we're gonna hold out. We not gonna nah. They came yeah, off. You that ain't got bread. no choice. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got no choice. Yeah, they came off that bread. They came off of it quick. I think it was literally maybe two or three days. Like the day they mentioned the hack was on the seventh. So that was yeah, almost two weeks ago. And it was back up. I believe it was like that Wednesday or Thursday they announced that it was back running normally. Because mm -hmm, they, they hit the right pressure point. See, yep. there's no so, money, there's no money in kidnapping people. Mm -hmm. Go for the money. Go for their money. Take their money houses. Take their livelihood houses. Yeah. And watch how they come out that bread. Man, they probably Make, sent yeah. that five thousand with a smile on their face. Yeah. Cause they was probably yeah. like, whoo, they could have got us for a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like what what will happen next? Because I yeah. feel like this is only the beginning. Yeah, it was only the beginning. Uh, they're gonna start targeting companies, which, which you know, this is also going to make the internet protection, cyber protection, just quadruple in business. Yeah, right? and it's yep. probably and if I didn't know any better, and this is just me being a uh, conspiracy theorist, I wouldn't be surprised if dark side. Is affiliated with some cybersecurity company. I know that sounds far fetched, but I mean, it's supply and demand. It, it really is, you know. Oh, dark, dark side is out there. Dark side. We what are we going to do to protect our assets? Light side is available. Light side security. That's exactly. what they are. Exactly. Yeah. Don't worry about dark side. Look on yeah. the bright side. Yeah, we got. It. Yeah, and 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 light side. We're going to charge you three times more. For security, to what dark side would ever have taken, then you're gonna give it to us willingly. Yep. Maybe, but that's just me. That's just how my mind works. Maybe it's not as as deep as that, but I don't well, know. I just, because we know so much about just our own American history of yeah. things were facilitated and done by the government and by the state, where it provided a problem and then came back around to offer the solution. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's. I wouldn't consider it a conspiracy theory at all. Like this reminds me of the episode of Boondocks. I know the episode of Boondocks where uh, the dudes were robbing the house just to get people to buy home security systems. Yeah. So, like, well, it's, it's just you know, yeah, we we robbing your house because we want you to buy my my grandfather's security system. So it's like, yeah. like I, I totally believe that. Yeah. So that's that's not far fetched at all to me. Not at yeah. All. You Create you create the demand that you could control the supply. That's control the supply one on one. Right on up. I'm just, I'm just right saying, up. like you, like if you're if you are a cyber protection company, you couldn't ask for a better scenario than this. Because uh, yeah. every company now, I can guarantee you, the first thing on every board meeting is how good is our cybersecurity, and what can we do to make it better. Yep. No because amount of money. Mm -hmm. Is a is a limitation because we can't afford to have these types of problems. Yeah, because you saw where, where uh, Joe Biden signed the you know the executive order to you know up cybersecurity and stuff yeah. like that. But and I'm pretty sure that Bright Side is going to walk right through the door. Like, hey, we we have our services. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I listen. It makes total sense. You really mm -hmm. want to make money? 
Yeah, now you get the government involved, government contracts, cybersecurity. Yep. You're talking an unlimited <laughs> amount of five million. That five million might have got them five billion down the road. Yep. Yeah. This might this might be the greatest heist I've ever seen in U.S. history. All right, Ocean's Eleven type shit right yeah. there. We're gonna we're gonna take a little bit from you to be like, all right, this is what we can do, or this is what can happen to you. Yeah. But how we can stop it? And, yeah. but, and then, then in about you know seven eight years, we'll we'll do something else. Like, whoop, me. They did this. Now, yeah. if you add this package, then we can solve, yeah. <laughs> then we can no, solve but, that but problem. I'm just, I'm just saying, like that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Like, so, Five million dollars, and now every government agency is coming after you. Mm-hmm. And the only way the government agency ain't coming after you, and I hate to say it like this, is when you the government agency. Yeah, pretty much. You know? If you yourself, and how, and how they know they are Russian outfit? Did they exactly. This? I was, that's that's what I'm about to say. It could be somebody right here. It could be right, but that, that's just, what they said. They identified it as a Russian group. As, I'm, as just, I'm just saying, how convenient is it that it's a Russian right group? How convenient is that? And, and are, are they taking responsibility as a Russian group? I don't know. I don't know, but it is convenient. It's just, very convenient. Because you know how you know we had our uh, uh, our quote unquote beef with Russia over the last several years with you know Putin and all these other things, you know, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Hillary Clinton and Russian connections, oh Donald Trump and Russian connections, and la 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 la. Yep, very convenient, very convenient. So we, we, we're going to we're going to switch just just a little bit here because uh, I believe we talked about this before, but for whatever reason. Harvey is making rounds uh, again off of this particular clip in this subject. Now, for those who are familiar with Steve Harvey and his relationship type stuff, many regard him as a simp, uh, king simp, if you will, especially with the think like a man thing that he offered to women. But he he's is making rounds. Now, this is an old clip because I remember this years ago, but it's making his circulations and and in different circles again as far as men and their relationship with women and can men have female friends or vice versa this is what he had to say i mean it's a blessing true enough but really it was just me sitting down being honest i all of my friends are men i don't have female friends i don't i'm i'm incapable of that why what do you mean well because you know come on because you have a wife well, I have a wife, and I don't, I don't really have female friends because, look, okay, let's get rid of this myth <laughs> right here. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor. And trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're guys. And you think this way? Uh, 99.9% of us think that way. And you tell this to a woman and it just blows her back. No, I have male friends. Male friends because they know it can be nothing else right now. I tell you what, all your male friends, just ask them in a friendly way. 
if if I wanted to date you, would you be okay with that? And watch, watch the fireworks. <laughs> watch. I'm telling you. What do you guys think of of this particular clip? Because again, this was years old, but it's making its rounds. Because especially now you have figures like um, you have your Kevin Samuels, you have your Love Dorsey, and you know all the other ones. Your Derek Jacksons, which is yeah, I think he's about done now. Um, but can men have female friends, and it strictly be platonic? Are they waiting to to get that thing? To to in in Tommy Strong's words, are they waiting to GTD get the draws? <laughs> can I can I have first with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Go ahead and let the Mac do. So I, I want to I want to let someone. I want to come here. Come here. No, don't don't play. Don't play. Come come here. Come here. Uh, uh. Oh, Lord. Uh oh, there she uh. goes. <laughs> hey, sis. So I'm asking. So I'm asking a question. Can guys have female friends? And it no. But <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> let me let me have let me have first the this. or just all right, Craig. What you got? So let's let's be realistic. Right, men can be friends. This is a fact, this is possible. The only problem is subconsciously, we will utilize a friendship to get to more. Does that make sense? That's fair, right? But if you're asking me, do I have female friends? Yeah, only because I have no intentions of sleeping with them, or I can't (laughs) sleep with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, like when you say a female friend, like, can your female friend come to your house and spend the night? And if the answer is no, then she's not a female friend. She's just not. So, like, my cousin is a I have a female friend. She my cousin, she can come to my house anytime. You know what I'm saying? But like, can one of my co-workers come? No, they cannot. There's a there's a possibility, like there's a, a what do you say, a chink in the armor, a crack in the door, yeah. and then I got to explain how this happened, and I just don't have enough excuses no more. So, uh-huh. so, so to a degree, I think men have acquaintances as opposed to friends. I think when you reach a level of friendship, there's a level of loyalty and respect, like. And I guess it's just different when you have the different and a, a different gender. Like we're friends, right? We ain't trying to sleep with each other. I know that's awkward. It sounds weird, but we ain't trying. There's not going to be a time where we're going to be like, "Hey, man, I know you said I need you need some." You know, it ain't gonna happen because there's a level of loyalty and respect. Now, female friend, biologically, that don't apply. Matter of fact. That's kind of the opposite of what's going to happen because they are the opposite sex. You're more likely to, when they're in a moment of need, a moment of weakness, you're more likely to indulge because you're friends. I got you. So, I got you, Craig. I know what I know what it is. Y'all are married. 
That's the problem. Married people cannot have single or opposite sex friends. Period. That's how I feel. Only because it like I believe if you're married, I can't hang like I don't want to be single. So hopefully one day we go ahead and end all this single stuff. Cause I don't want to be single. I like being being married, being able to come home with somebody. However, I know now, you know, especially being a minister, being a preacher, I know now the significance that that can play. But I wouldn't dare hang out with somebody else that's single. Male or female. Male or female. You can be my homeboy if we ain't we ain't going out nowhere. Cause you single. So the fact that you single, you're gonna be trying to attract the single women. Single women gonna come in pairs. We've done it before. Everybody know how it works. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Look, look, okay, since since we're since we're on here, we've been honest. You got your wife right there. She had some pretty bridesmaids. I'm not gonna talk to them. I'm not gonna talk to them. We had we got to separate the situation. You know, that's why I was like, no, we're married. You know what I mean? So being in a married position, I only want to hang out with married people. That's why I understand that the movie um, Best Man, the problem with that single person came in. And Terrence Howard came in, and they caused it a whole lot of mess because they were single. Howard, first of all, it's always Terrence Howard. Always okay. Terrence Howard. Yeah. Oh, no. So they were single. So like, like at this point in my life, you know, I guess when you're growing up, when you understand that, when you see, you know, relate. Let me point this way: when you see relationships and how they work, you like, okay, well that can work. Okay, well that can work. But they're married, right? So that's what makes it better. I dare not come hang around with y'all unless it's just me. Like, if I'm gonna bring somebody, I plan. Please believe if she if she coming with me to do them, then I then me and her plan on making making it something forever. Right. So that'll never happen. So no, I mean that's life. Nobody, nobody, not not Raffy, not Craig, nobody. Y'all have never seen me out with a female. I right. can tell you some, and I can show you some receipts, but you will mm -hmm. never see me out because if you see me with one, please believe that's the one. Gotcha. Here, here is here is an idea or a, a concept that, especially when you're involved with someone, why you cannot, because it's the same thing that we talked about. Remember we talked about last week with uh, the guy with the girlfriend with kids, and it was like, yeah. well, she buy her something for Mother's Day because even though they don't have kids together, but she already have kids. It's like, well, if you're involved with that woman, then you're involved with the, the kids too. So yeah. it's the same way. So if you having a friend of the opposite sex, then it's like, no, you out of the respect, it's not that we are friends. It's like, well, you're gonna have to be my wife's friend too. You're gonna have to know, you're gonna have to know her too for us to be friends, for us to be cool. You 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 have to get involved with the whole thing and not just me. Like, yeah. like I am. I'm extremely compartmentalized, but when it comes to stuff like that, it's like, nah, there's, there's no section there with me to where, oh, we just cool with to the point where, oh, we can go hang out, do this, do that, spend time, da 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 da. It's like, nah, if even if that is the case, you are going to have to get to know my wife too. So y'all going to have to be friends before I can yeah. ever be, oh, that's my friend. So, yeah. and, this is a package thing because, as you said, different energies, different vibes, different situations. Yeah. When those lines get blurred, then yeah, trouble. 
That's crazy. That's why he blocked himself out right now. Yeah. Trouble. <laughs> trouble. That's why he blocked himself out. He in trouble right now. <laughs> he in trouble right now. But I've I seen it going around a lot on um on social media. Like I said, this clip is maybe like 10 years old, but you know, I tend to agree with Steve Harvey on this one. It was like, mm, no, you you can't. You can't. Even if that's not your intention, you still don't know what the other's intention is. So, yeah. and you're putting a lot of things at risk uh, for things to go really, really wrong in what you already have and trying to call someone a friend. So, okay. when they, they are. Well, let, me speak, let, let me speak on that because a lot of the female friends, let me take the air quotes out. A lot of the female friends that I have currently, they know my situation. They know how I am, but they are married. Mm -hmm. You catch that? Mm -hmm. So I already know, and I'm thankful that they are. Like these are classmates now, but I'm thankful that they're married because I don't even have to think twice about it. You know what right. I mean? I'm like, oh, well, that's my friend. But that's my friend that's married. Mm -hmm. So it ain't no, I'm waiting around on you to get a divorce. I ain't got time for that. You know what I mean? It ain't no, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to step in and be a Trey Songs. No, the neighbor's not going to know my name. So, <laughs> so, so we're not going, we're not going to really get into that. And I actually, um, like the more I talk to my ex-wife now, the more, the more of a friend she becomes every single day. And I thank God for her for allowing the transition, even, even between me and my children, even my um my youngest daughter mom, you know, she has she has a guy friend and I'm single, but yet we do co-parenting very well. So, you know, if I want to call the mothers of my children my friends, then you know I thank God for them because they are truly right now today. They don't mean that's gonna happen tomorrow. Today right. they are my they are truly my friends and um they are the best females I got in my life right now. So yeah, got you and I agree. I definitely agree, but I think that's like a different. I think it's like a different situation there, especially when it's like people that we literally grew up with, and then it's like we were friends yeah. before. You know, before, you got yeah. still, but even still, even though we may have been friends for years and years and years, and then you got married, there's still a boundary and a respect there where you still is like, you know, let, what let makes me, you let respect it though? What make what makes you respect that boundary? Because I said it to you before. I said, and, and, and sister, right there now, I said, name one time I've ever had any conversation with your wife without you knowing. Mm -hmm. With right. your wife by by herself. She right there now. Mm -hmm. Never. It never happened. It wasn't never any comments, never any messages, unless you knew about it. Ever. Right. I said, when, when I say when she got, when, when we added this friend, I said, right. You say, okay, I knew. All right, well, whatever. You know what I mean? It ain't none of that going on. But I think that's what the difference is. If you dis if you don't care nothing about that other guy, and you're gonna disrespect him like that, okay, then then me and this friend person, but I respect the relationship in, in general. So if right. I know you are married, I think to myself, if I was the other guy, would I want you to cross this line? Exactly. So let me cut these conversations off. Hey, mm -hmm. I pray for you. I lift you up. You know, I can go down a list of classmates, you know, that I pray for every single day um, that have messaged me, telling me to lift them up, telling me to keep them lifted in prayers. And I will keep it right there. Yep. And I thank God for allowing me to keep it right there because the fact that I know that you're married is the safe haven for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think 
um, I scored a lot of husband points just now. So, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's it. So we we got kids running running wild. So yeah. So Miss Credo signing out. Thank you, baby. Love you. Hi, sis. Hey, come on now. Come on. Come on. We live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's score me some husband points just there. But um, but nah, I, I definitely agree because it's 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 a boundary that you have to respect, but that comes from uh that comes from you as far as your integrity, your character, and you know, things of that yeah. nature. It comes from you to be able to respect someone else, what someone else is, regardless of, oh, I've known her for years, so that's always going to be my friend. No, that's not the right energy. Like, oh, well, now nah, uh, we've been friends longer than y'all been married. No, that's not the right energy because it, even still, you know, a, a marriage will a marriage supersedes friendship, uh, to be honest, as far as what's on the, the pecking order of things. So yeah, you gotta fall back a little bit. Respect that marriage, and or if 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 it's that if it's like that as far as your friendship, then it's your responsibility to make sure that you develop a relationship with with the spouse. So I'm like, either that, like don't don't disrespect that man's marriage like that. But that's it. Yeah. That's it, man. Uh, I I I felt like um, I felt like it was an easy one. Um, now and that's also not to say that you know we're just straight up horn dogs and, and that every woman we see, you know, we, we just want to have sex with, or we're waiting to have sex with, you know, but cause there's just a lot of women that like I said, I consider cool, but I do keep them as acquaintances. Like I don't say that's my friend or stuff like that to the, where, you know, we texting and, and doing all this other stuff. Like, nah, that the, there, there was a boundary of how far I will communicate with you. Um, and you know, the thought of, of fucking you never comes to mind. So, you know, but I, I do agree. I do agree because there's just a level of respect and the way that you as a man should carry yourself, um, which I don't think just that true masculine, that masculinity is really these days. And I, I really can't rock with how they how they're trying to bring up men in these days. But hey, did everybody agree with my point of view? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. But. But that was that, man. That was that. So that that was uh, Steve Harvey. Um, we're going to shift right back to 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 Moneybag here because uh, p- people are mad at Moneybag Joe because he basically got up on the podium and on Twitter. It was like, all right, listen here, y'all motherfuckers. Y'all going to get this vaccination. You're going to wear a mask over your face for the rest of your life. And people was like, oh, Joe Biden wants to smoke. So this is what he had to say about uh, the vaccinations and this last push to get America vaccinated. Get the shot. Anyone 12 years or above in age is eligible. And for now, after a year of hard work and so much sacrifice, the rule is very simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. It's vaccinated or masked. Get vaccinated. That's that. That was basically the end of that. So he was like, "Listen, it's vaccinated or mask." Like, well, damn, well, I never Joe. had COVID, so um, I 
Well, I want, I want to, I want to be able to say, you know, since I never had COVID, I'm not gonna take it. I don't even take the flu shot. I can't tell you the last time I took the flu shot. I can't tell you the last time I've been sick. Period. But um, mm-hmm. my brother recently was against taking it, and he took it because he said, um, Andrew, Robert Andrew Shaw, aka Drew Daddy, um, uh, Drew. he, he um, voice threads. He recently said that. He got the vaccination because he want to live a normal life. And when I thought about it, hey, you want to go to this movie theater? Can I see your vaccine card? Oh, sorry, sir. Hey, you want to eat the Cheesecake Factory? Can I see your vaccine card? Sorry, sir. Hey, you know what I mean? It's going to get to that point of you can't go anywhere. Now, mind you now, you don't have to get vaccinated. But if you want to go here, you want to go here, you want to go here, you got to have your vaccine card. Right. And grocery stores going to end up doing the same thing because I'm pretty much forcing you to do it because, like I said, you know, grocery stores, you can do it online. So it's, it's going to get crazy, but they're going to pretty much force you to get vaccinated if you want to have an enjoyable life. I kinda, the most part. I kind of agree with the president on this one, fellas. Mm-hmm. Talk to oh, us. I ain't saying disagree. I ain't saying disagree. I just said... I wasn't gonna get vaccinated because I, I never mean, had I know, COVID. I know we talk about freedoms and choices, and we talk about things of that nature. But I, I think this is kind of like this is kind of like if this is like the village, right? America's our village, right? And if we don't take care of the people within the village, right? Yeah. Then we have no village, right? So. I get Philip's situation. You you've never had it. You've never been sick. Cool, but the problem is, the moment you do get it, you become asymptomatic. You give it to someone else. Yeah. You get, someone else can get it who's more vulnerable than you are. You know, you're thirty what six, thirty seven, healthy male. You could get it, and not even realize you have it. It may not even affect you, but somebody that that's older or elderly or sickly, they get it. It could be a problem, and I only think, and, you know, and remember, this is the same thing we we trashed Donald Trump for not acting, hiding information. Remember that we we were going at him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm not saying it's not an extreme. I don't know if we should force people, but I understand the principle behind. It. We have to protect yeah. the village, and everybody who lives in the village deserves protection. The newborn baby. The elderly, the the guy that works every day, the mother who takes care of a child, they all deserve to be protected. One should not influence medically someone else. And the way we interact as people, we're so close and we go to so many places, like all it takes is one person to get it, they can spread it to a hundred. Exactly. So I, I understand the logic behind it, and I understand the pushback behind it, but do we want to protect the village or not? I think that's what it comes down to. Is the village important? Yes. Is someone else's mama important to you? Is somebody else's granddaddy important to you? I don't exactly. have to know your granddaddy, your grandmama, to not want them to get sick because I don't mm-hmm. want to take protection. So right now I say the, all that bullshit and I ain't got the vaccination yet either. Yeah. But, yeah. But at the same time, it's it's you recognizing that you know. Here is here is my my criticism when it comes to, you know, they call the um, the anti-vaxxers or whatever. <clears throat> it's um, 
they're they're going on this this ideology of freedom. You know, it's it's my right. You know, I, I'm you know I'm, I'm free type of thing. I I, I don't have to whether I believe it. Da 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 da. This is my right. Da da. Like I I get that, and I'm in full support of freedom. You know, like that's that's real big for me. Just being free, uh, and not oppressed. You know, being able to make your own choices, but in this particular point, I find that take to be a little selfish, just a little selfish because for you to say, I'm, I'm, I'm exercising my freedom. This is my right. You know, I don't have to do it. I don't have to do this dot, the dot, the dot, the dot, the dot. Uh, okay. All right, cool. We, we get it. Okay. We got it. You, you let us know all throughout this whole ordeal, how you felt about it. I get it, but it's not just about you. There, there's a lot of different variables. So, like, like uh, I'm, I'm like Philip. I can't remember the last time I took a flu shot, and I haven't had a flu, the flu, in God knows how long. You know, I've been working. Uh, you know, I work at the post office. They marked us essential. I've been working the whole way through, the entire way through. Thank God I haven't had it yet. Had a couple scares where I've been tested about three times. Uh. Came out negative all three times, but thank God I haven't personally had or, or anyone in my household. But at the same time, because uh, and just everyone, even my children, they go to daycare. Someone in my daughter's class had it. She got tested, came out negative. And it was like, even though we've been afforded this type of fortune, like it doesn't mean that I still ignore another person's situation. So even though, like I said, I may be perfectly fine. And yeah, the choice is ultimately mine. Like it's, it's like, but at the same time, just take a moment to consider other people because while you may be, cause okay, we do understand that when it comes to COVID-19, yeah, there is a high survival rate, you know, it is, is treated like a, a stronger version of the flu, so to speak. And I'm just dumbing it down a lot or whatever, but there is a high probability that for the most part, if you're healthy for the most part, I keep saying for the most part, but for the most part, <laughs> you will, you, you're going to survive, but that doesn't mean that you still don't consider that other person that may contract it from you from being asymptomatic and then they have problems and then they pass or whatever the case may be. And then they, so it's like, I, I say that I don't necessarily disagree with Joe Biden. I was like, all right, Get vaccinated or wear your mask. So I'll wear a mask. Like I never had a problem wearing a mask. Um I got used to it now. Like I'll I'll just wear a mask. So yeah. it's like because my 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 thing is when it comes to the vaccination, I just feel like one is entirely too soon. I understand that we gotta get something now, get it now, get it now. I still feel like you know, I still want those clinical trials. Like I still like it hasn't really been tested. It's just all right. We got it. Here we go. And then Johnson and Johnson was like, "Oh yeah, oops, sorry, some shit didn't happen. Okay, let's let's pull back and repackage a little bit. Okay, all right, we're, we're actually ready now." So I was like, "I don't want to be like the guinea pig type of thing. I feel like there. I still feel like it's a work in progress, and I don't want to be one of the ones in progress. Like if if I do, yeah. or, Ever you don't want to be Miss Evers' boys." Right. Yeah. I I don't want to be part of that Tuskegee project either. So, you know, and so it's just, you know, I, I, I just want to wait until 
I get more assurance that what this is is what it is because unless I'm mistaken and somebody listeners or whoever's watching mistake, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the information from me right now, but even with getting the vaccination, you still can get COVID. Am I mistaken in saying that? Like you can yeah, still get that too. Yeah. with receiving it. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the information with me and I'm not trying to, um, let me make this quick disclaimer. I never try to present what we do here on this podcast as if we are right. This is mainly, you know, friends kicking it, sharing ideas back. This is what we do regardless, you know, and we just want to invite you guys in on the conversation. So this is not from a authoritarian thing that what we're saying is, is right. We just want to have the conversation. But with that said, I, I from I believe that that is the instance that you still can get COVID even with uh, receiving the, the vaccines right now. And I could be wrong, but I think I think I saw that somewhere. Um, but me personally, I just I just feel like I'm I, I, I want to wait a little bit. And I think I just once I get more assurance that, OK, it's a vaccination, meaning I will never have to worry about getting COVID-19 or any type of variant or new strain or this, this that, and the third. Then yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, but as of now, I'll, I'll wear my mask. I'll, I'll wear my mask, you know, because I still think about other people. You know, it's not so much yeah. of oh, you're restricting my rights. It's it's still my right to wear a mask. You know, and yeah. I'm still free, and I, I still am very free. Feel free, but I think I'm just going to wear a mask. You know, and I'll do that until I get a bit more assurance of what's going on. Speaking of assurance. Um, I think we all need to go to Ohio because Ohio was like, well, we want to give you, we want to give you that assurance and that assurance we want to give you in the sum of $1 million because what Ohio was done, they have created a vaccination lottery to where you get the vaccination you 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 automatically entered into a drawing to get one million dollars. Check this out. Ohio is offering its residents a shot at winning a million dollars along with their COVID vaccine shots. Governor Mike DeWine announced that beginning May 26th, the state will draw one vaccine recipient to win one million dollars. This will happen every week for five weeks. To qualify, you have to live in Ohio, be sick, be 18 or older and have at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine joins us first on CBS This Morning. Governor, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Why this Thank incentive? You. you know, I've been thinking uh, every day, what can we do to increase the number of people who are getting the vaccine? And just decided that this might be something that would, would kind of persuade some people. Uh, you know, Fran and I, my wife Fran and I have been traveling around the state and talking to people who are getting vaccinated. And one of the things that we see is that there are some people who just were holding back and then their you know, relative talked them into it, their spouse talked them into it, right. or it became available, they didn't have to set up an appointment. So that we have people who are, not, are never gonna get it. We have people, 42% of Ohioans now have already got it. Then we've got the what I call the persuadables in the middle. And um, it's not just getting them to do it. Uh, some of them may eventually do it, but getting people to be vaccinated now as opposed to a month or two months from now 
will certainly slow this virus down. And ultimately, this is going to save lives. Well, Governor, you're, you're probably getting an A for creativity, but you're getting an F for it. Huh? Is this the right thing to do? It's our understanding that it's coming from the money is coming from the federal pandemic relief dollars. And you're getting bipartisan criticism on both sides. What do you say to people that say this is not the best use of this money at this particular time? Well, this is money that we got from the federal government to fight the virus. And and there's nothing more potent at this time to fight the virus. Uh, The only game in town really at this point uh, is the vaccine. And everybody that we can get vaccinated, uh, it fights the virus better. Do you think we should go to Ohio? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. Do you think we should go to Ohio? <laughs> I mean, they got. Are they doing a drawing once a week, or are they just drawing one person a week? From what I understand, starting May twenty sixth, the the date of this podcast recording is May seventeenth. He says starting May twenty sixth for the next five weeks, they're going to draw a name, and so five people. I have a chance to win a million dollars over the next five weeks. I'm going to do one drawing a week over the next month and some change. And so five people will have a chance to win a million dollars. Or if I'm, if I'm under, if I'm under the correct understanding, if you are um, going to school or want to go to school, I believe if you are a minor, then you have the opportunity to go to a state university for ride for scholarship. But I would take the million if I was the kid. <laughs> yes. So well, yeah. well, hey, I mean, they talk about giving an incentive on things. I mean, that, that puts a lot of things, that make you think about a lot of things. Okay, uh-huh. I could possibly get something out of this versus um the 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 side effects. Okay, I got something to look forward to the side effects. Uh, it's about 50, 50 chance. Okay, uh Ah. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? It, it, it makes you really think about it for real. So, so I, that that it was a very interesting thing for me because it's like there there's this isn't the only incentive that people are doing. Like there were um like I believe McDonald's jumped in. It's like you get the vaccine, you get like free French fries, burgers and fries or something. It was like a particular dance club or something. It's like you get the vaccine, you get free lap dances. Uh, another one was like if you get uh, the vaccine, you you get like donuts, like a donut shot or something. You get free donuts. Like you, like these incentives are crazy, man. But it's like you know, for me, I just want to see the clinical study results. <laughs> like I, I, I just want to see. You know, your your ratio, like, you know, because we're seeing people come out like I took the shot and this is happening to me. Like, yeah. I, I want to see that, you know. So it's like if if we're at the point where you're offering me a million dollars, a million dollars to take the jab. It, honestly, it's like, no, I like, nah, oh, man, nah. <laughs> Nah, man. <laughs> nah, I, I, nah, I'm, I'm good. Cause then it, it just, I, I don't know. For me, it's like, should I be seeing red flags right now? But like, I'm, I'm seeing them. Like, you, you want offer me this money, just, just to do it? 
a million dollars. Now, of course, y'all gonna take that out in taxes. So I'm only gonna walk away with like two hundred thousand. Like, let's let's be honest here. I'm not yeah. getting a straight. I'm not walking away with a million. I'm walking away with like two hundred thousand. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> but like, but still, like two hundred thousand for this, and just I I don't trust it. But will I now trust it now because you paid me this money? I didn't trust it before then. I ain't gonna trust it now. Am I gonna trust it? (laughs) 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 No, man. Nah, man, I I can't, man. Cause that I I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, so that that was just it was just crazy, man. It just but they're doing. I, I man, man, I'm I'm speed. I have nothing else to, to really say about it. Just <laughs> <laughs> alright, man. Look. That's pretty much all I got, man. It's all I'll just need to talk about. Um, like I said, right after this, I'm going to jump right into, you know, trying to edit this battle that I just had because, you know, I, I I am the cameraman, so I brought, you know, took down the lights, the camera, and took everything there, and we got this battle event going. And, um, you know, we're we just staying busy, man, staying with it, trying to get back into the music thing, trying to build the Dante Credo channel. And yeah, so we need y'all help. Like we we we're we're closing in on a hundred subscribers on the Talk My Credo YouTube channel. So please do us a favor. Like go to that YouTube channel, uh, search Talk My Credo, and subscribe. Comment. Get involved with the conversation that we have going on there. Uh, some really good stuff. Uh, help us reach that you know that one hundred mark. Then you know we're gonna reach for the next tier, and we're gonna hopefully with your support, uh, your backing, that you know we're gonna keep this thing pushing. But you know, until then, you know, any comments, questions, concerns, whatever ideas, be sure to hit that uh, email at talkmycredo at gmail dot com. And thank you, that's honestly thank you for allowing us to entertain you. I've been getting a lot of good feedback, and just thank you for allowing us to entertain y'all and and bring some some dope conversations to light that you can be a part of. Like, I'm having conversations about people watching the podcast. Like, I'm at a battle rap event, and people's like, yo, man, I really like that video where you talked about blah, 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 blah. Like, and they're telling me what, what, what they thought about it and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, well, well, bro, just, you know, come get involved with us. Like, come, come get involved. So, um... It's all good, man. It's all good. So, anything, any, anything you need to? Uh, would you like to get the benediction, Minister Shaw? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, I want shouts to my favorite rapper, uh, Dante Credo, and also shouts to the off season. You know. Oh yeah. Shouts to J Cole. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if everybody heard it, but hey, you know, uh, hopefully this, this collaboration will be able to happen. Uh, North Carolina stand up, man. I, I miss my city. Um, I will see y'all soon. And um, and um, uh, I'm going to get this Bible study together in July. 
and it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome experience. But um, men be men, be men, be men of God, or whatever your faith may be. I ain't gonna try to Baba beat you to death, but yeah. um, be a man of integrity, be a man of character. Sometimes those things are learned. Sometimes those things are forced. Sometimes you go through situations and circumstances that make you have to become the person that you need to be, so you can be greater than you was yesterday. Alright, let's be life, give life, always, always. So with that said, y'all be safe till next time, y'all. Stay fly, stay blessed. That's totally peace, y'all's thing, but I stole it. But stay fly, stay blessed. It's the Talk My Credo podcast on behalf of Craig Mack and Peace, y'all. Till next time, peace.